0: Welcome to the Coconuts Podcast. Today is October 2nd, 2020. The Coconuts Podcast is your home for top trending news and pop culture from all across Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. I'm Vim Shanmugam.
1: And I'm Summer Lee.
0: Yay! Hi Summer. What's up, Vim? How has your week been? So busy. Yeah, it's gotten it's gotten busy and I think like as we enter the last quarter, I can't believe it's the last quarter already. Um oh my God.
1: Halloween is coming, what do I do? We can't go outside.
0: <laughs> well, I think we've uh we've endured like uh scary things the whole year. So I think we're good. We're good with Halloween. I'm fine That's with true. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> hmm
1: And like just on Animal Crossing, there's like a new fallout date. So like now you can have like a uh, very weird skin tones and like eye colors, so I've got that going for me <laughs> oh,
0: no it's so Why funny
1: yeah it's like there's gonna be a Halloween event as well so it's like you know we're all just moving to the virtual to kind of like do our socializing and you know just uh, to seek respite in this cold dark world in here in this year of the Lord 2020 <laughs>
0: <laughs> well for people who don't know Animal Crossing is like a really popular game and, and when I say for people who don't know like they're like people like me and older so like
1: ah,
0: in, hmm. in your we'll, we'll just keep it at that and then <laughs> so but 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 i i know of animal crossing and so do you do you yeah. get to like shake shake trees and spiders and stuff come out because so it's so good
1: yes okay so right you gotta buy candy and stuff it's like the whole that you can't do trick-or-treating maybe but we'll see
0: <laughs> virtual trick-or-treating that's probably the only safe way to do it this year
1: yeah man with social distancing
0: <laughs> Advertise with our in-house agency growth fast funny digital, join forces with us to slay buzzwords, rise above the noise, and sow the seeds of something great. Get in touch via coconuts.co slash
1: And our top stories for the week. We start off in Bali, where a human foot was found on Bali's Barawa Beach. Police are investigating, and holy shit, what? <laughs> so a beachgoer found part of what is believed to be a decaying human foot on Bali's Barawa Beach. And police are now investigating the discovery. So according to reports, a foreigner filed a report soon after discovering the foot on the beach, which has since been brought to the local hospital for further examination. And yeah, there is like a really blurred out uh, picture of, you know, the alleged human foot and holy shit. But yeah, news of the discovery was uh, quickly circulated online with multiple community accounts on Instagram sharing censored photos of this foot. And from what coconuts can gather, the body part comprised the front half of a foot with the toes having blackened from decay. We're still looking into it. We don't know the uh, cause or who it belongs to. And there's a possibility that it's old and it's only one part, so we can't be certain yet, and we will take it to the hospital. Whether or not it's actually a human foot, we are going to confirm that first, said Marzell Doni, the North Kuta sub-precinct chief.
0: I wonder uh, if there was any any occasion to say the words, the games afoot, this would probably be it.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> why? <laughs> oh my god damn
0: <laughs> too soon is that was that too maybe, soon
1: maybe yeah but oh my gosh but yeah there are no reports of any missing persons yet but you know
0: if we find a person with uh without a foot
1: <laughs> yeah that that might be what we should look for next i would assume but yeah really horrible news dude
0: black and yeah black from decay so it's probably you know probably happened like a while ago um yeah but it was like um someone who was like swimming out in the ocean, got eaten by a shark, and that was all that's left. Oh god. Ooh. Gnarly. Mm-hmm. Well while well, moving from a foot to something a little bit more seedy. In Hong Kong, some shenanigans took place. CCTV videos of couples getting intimate in a party room have been leaked online. Bum bum bum. A party room is temporarily suspending their operations after CCTV footage of couples getting intimate leaked online. The owner, mm. Wong, told local media that a security camera that was installed in his party room called Yao Ma Te. I'm probably, like, ruining that. Okay. Um, captured some shenanigans um, that was happening between boyfriends and women. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and basically there's a bunch of videos that were put online uh that involve nudity and the owner said that she didn't you know like put any of the videos up someone did and she's been framed uh and you know like the camera was uh, a hidden camera and and all that stuff so um, yeah, someone obviously, like, um, filed a police report, and all the videos that were leaked have been now removed. But, you know, as they say in the internet, once it's out there, it's gone. It's, it's in the ether. It's in the Is ether forever. It's there forever.
1: Can't escape it.
0: Yeah. So so the cops are investigating the incident, um, according to the Office of the Privacy Commissioner for Personal Data, unauthorized filming, and sharing of these videos, which have some pornography in them, technically. <laughs> uh might uh and might give you a a fine of 6,450 USD and potentially 2 years in jail. So not cool. And uh yeah, maybe that will just uh, stop um some of these KTV T-room shenanigans.
1: Come on, man. People sing in there.
0: Well. Well, do they though? Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah over in bali mcdonald's kuta beach has closed for good this week and this is so sad because like whether bali is home or a place you visited chances are you've got memories attached to this iconic mcdonald's outlet in the popular tourist area of kuta beach and yeah it closed for good like uh after 20 years since it opened and yeah reports of the imminent closure circulated widely over the weekend with people sharing photos of the announcement as it was posted on the entrance of the outlet and this poster is so damn sad because it actually has like. Ronald McDonald waving sadly at the McDonald's symbol. Why would you do that? <laughs> but yeah, the sign just reads, uh, McDonald's Kuta Beach will be closed permanently on September 29, 2020 at 9pm. Thank you for all the good memories you've shared for the past 20 years. <laughs> the yeah, travellers and local residents alike have frequented the fast food restaurants, uh, restaurant over the years as it's located in one of the most popular tourist areas in Bali and being a literal t- stone's throw away from the beach. Netizens were quick to share their memories in this outlet on social media, many of whom suggested that the closure may be connected to the ongoing COVID nineteen pandemic. So no visitors, it's just another death of something, you know, that's that oh, just man. at the hands of Miss Rona, that unrelenting <laughs> piece of shit. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> I think I think I think McDonald's will be fine. I think they're okay. They'll be okay. <laughs> I
1: know, but it's just like, you know, an establishment that has been there, like just in Singapore, the comparison that I can make would be the King Albert Park McDonald's. That that was mm. a drive through and it was like freaking two stories high. It's like the place for students to go and study. And the, they even had like a party room, you know, when they would have like those um, McDonald's birthday parties, kids' birthday oh, parties. Those were so cute. <laughs> Never had one, but damn, was I missing out?
0: Probably. I know, I was always jealous because you, you got like um, happy meals, right? Like with little toys in them and stuff as part yeah. of the birthday. And mm. the
1: paper crowns. Are you kidding me? I want 10.
0: <laughs> I, I like one of the uh, netizens posting about this Kuta McDonald's. Mm. It is at this McD that I was taught to dip French fries into <laughs> ice cream by a foreigner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you didn't know how to do that from a local? I, I love that there's like... Just little anecdotes. I love that. Okay, in KAP like yeah. that's where we tripped on the that's where I tripped on the staircase. I will remember it fondly. Me and my Bruce on my knee. <laughs> yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah, I've
0: never um I've never actually like been to Kuta. Like uh I think the only times that I've been I haven't been to Bali that, that often, but the only times <laughs> that I've been uh were in like rural, super rural areas. So yeah, I, I guess like I, I have heard about like, you know, the party area of Kuta. So kind of a bummer that I'll never Get to, you know, have a crazy night and douse it with a mech something in uh, <laughs> Huta Beach. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sad stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, moving from Bali to Jakarta, um, a silver of mercy as authorities apprehend silver people in Jakarta. So a group of manusia silver, l- literally meaning silver people, uh, they're basically street baskers. They were performing in North Jakarta. And basically, they were violating large scale social restrictions, uh, which is a protocol put in place by the Jakarta police. And they were caught, apprehended, and they were, yeah, they've now, they were now uh, under investigation. Um, These Baskers uh, were performing without masks. They were welcoming people into the area and literally, like, you know, um, this is the point this is a point where um you know there's some controversy because um in jakarta especially like there've been a lot of underage street baskers that were directly sent to social homes um instead of sort of like giving them the right kind of help so yeah i think they're trying to keep keep everything you know kosher because of covid-19 but um, you know, I think there always needs to be a little bit of flexibility and a little bit of, like, empathy in certain cases. But this is pretty funny because, you know, they were all decked out in full silver. Like, silver statues uh, type people and, and they were performing. And
1: <laughs> I am obsessed with this photo. This dude, like, this one dude uh, in the photo, he's wearing a mask and it's, like, very obvious against his silver ass face. <laughs> I love it. And that's just... I don't know. Wasn't that this... um? I'm just gonna go to Spotify right now because, like, you know, the band, the Neighborhood, um, yeah. the lead singer is kind of doing this thing. This album concept is him being in, you know, head to toe silver body paint. So it's like, oh shit, they're multiplying.
2: <laughs> oh my god, it's more and more.
0: It's like the Blue Man Group at silver, all over the uh-huh. world. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Yo, moving on to Singapore. Whoa, yeah, Vim, do you miss flying?
0: I do, I do. Oh,
1: I do too. All oh, those I miss- pointless trips. Oh. I
0: miss- I miss that gross, like, airplane smell. <laughs> mm, As gross the recycled is. air. Mm, mm. aroma
1: the recycled air. <laughs> <laughs> the new bottled perfume by Chanel. Okay, no, they're going to sue me. Anyway, but yeah, Singapore Airlines is going to open their jet restaurant and flight simulation tours instead of their previously planned flights to nowhere. But yeah, uh, so they've actually dropped those plans, and thank God, because that was going to be an environmental disaster. And yeah, instead, they will offer dining and meal delivery and tours. So, rather than offering those flights that departed from and returned to Changi, the airline will seek to offset revenue pain by selling three near-flight experiences in the coming months. <laughs> dining aboard in the grounded Airbus A380, guided tours of its training facilities, and home delivery of premium in-flight meals. Mmm, those mashed potatoes that just, like, stick together in one glob. Yum, yum. We <laughs> yeah, the dining experiences will be hosted aboard the Airbus A380 on October 24th and 25th. And diners can choose from the airline's special menus such as international cuisine and a Peranakan menu. Wow! Yeah, those who turn up in traditional attire will receive online shop discounts, a limited goodie bag, and more. Reservations open from October 12th onwards, so get on that, dude.
0: Well, it's a good thing that, like, you know, they're uh, paying some attention to the environment, <laughs> They gotta do something, I guess. They gotta do something. Um, That was gonna be
1: so stupid, dude. Like we're gonna get shut out. We're already shut out by like (laughs) international organizations, you know. And you know, just the hundred million tons um, of plastic that we've garnered over circuit breaker. Like our records aren't looking too good. And now we're like, oh yes, I want to fly in the air for no damn reason.
0: Mm. (laughs) Dear me, the truth. The truth is, uh, I think like uh, with regard to them sending out like dinners like dinners like airplane dinners um i wonder how many people would actually like jump on that
1: yeah is it is it gonna be like the first class food or like the cabin the cabin (laughs) china food wait what's it called economy my bad economy class
0: (laughs) only economy food for me
1: (laughs) bro like I, i feel like economy class food is like a hit or miss and when it sucks uh, it's actually kind of funny. It's like the sausage will be like overly salty. I know, like while you're in the air, right? They kind of salt the food even more because you lose like a bit oh, yeah. of sense of taste. So are you gonna do that? Are you gonna come and poison me? Uh, oh my I, I need to know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know,
0: I never thought of that. Like that would be so funny. You know, the the funny thing is, I do think that a lot of people will kind of jump on this because I mm. feel Singaporeans love like um. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just things. you know keep it. up Yeah, I wouldn't just say like Singaporeans. I think like people in general like like novelty things and and. You know, it's only for a short while that you kind of want to jump in and kind of try it. And of course, our favorite pastime, bitching about it. Like, I think like that's what's going to (laughs) happen.
1: Yeah, that's like my main hobby, like, especially, you know, since uh, Circuit Breaker and just being in lockdown. So yeah, I guess. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Stay tuned to our bitching about it in future episodes. (laughs) But yeah, I guess it also uh, goes to show that kind of activism works, you guys. So like, thanks to kind of activist groups such as SG Climate Rally and like Park in SG, they kind of led the charge, you know, when SIA announced that they were going to do flights to nowhere. And yeah, we've sent in like over, I think it was 400 submissions of alternatives we could do instead of flying the air to nowhere, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it works. Everybody use your voice. (laughs) Would you all do
0: one? (laughs) I yeah i think i would like i'm not a big uh SQ flyer like i i think you know obviously like i'm not uh they're not as affordable for some people yeah. so, and i'm one of those people Weird. uh so i don't really fly askew that often but so like yeah i, w- I would try i w- i think like i would probably try something a little fancier so maybe like a business class or is it are they called like raffles class or something like something Ooh. a little bit more like fancy <laughs> from, from, fancy from, yeah. yeah i guess
1: like given the chance right now to kind of sit in the restaurant so kind of in first class you know i, I kind of would you know just because i can't afford it um uh, I can't afford an actual seat when the plane actually flies. Uh, I might sit in it while it's stationary and cheaper.
0: <laughs> it's been really, really hot like the last week in Singapore. Um, apparently, like it's the same deal in Hong Kong because a family of wild boars decided to take a dip in a fountain outside Bank of China. <laughs> so a family of wild boars, and there's a video online of this. So cute four or five boars basically just like paddling into a fountain on garden road in central so right in the heart of the city and yeah he was just they were just like swimming around having a jolly old time jumping in playing in the water cooling down uh super cute but obviously uh stay away from the boar because they might like maul you down um Mm -hmm. but yeah they were going on their own little um gallivanting expedition in hong kong and enjoying themselves hipster bores because you know they could have gone anywhere but they went to central kennedy mm-hmm. town mm-hmm. so <laughs> very cute were the hot cute. spots uh. <laughs> yeah they knew they were like we're gonna check it out and no one's gonna bother us
1: um oh they weren't God. social
0: distancing though they weren't social distancing oh, so if no. you watch the videos they were all very close so very dangerous very dangerous yeah, with them
1: i don't see any masks <laughs> either so like i'm gonna call the police in like four and a half seconds <laughs>
0: But too cute. I mean, I I feel like um a big part of this COVID nineteen and in a way like a good part of it is that because we we are all like stuck inside and and you know in buildings and homes and whatnot like there's been a lot of like wildlife just sort of like you know, running a running amok in mm. all the cities. You know, we have otters in Singapore that are just having a dandy old time. Now we have mm-hmm. boars. We had like giraffes running around and ostriches in Indonesia. Yeah,
1: man, yeah, man this so is nature way, returning to the wild. And I love that it's a common theme.
0: Yeah, taking, taking back what's theirs.
1: This fountain's mine, said the boys, probably. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, over in KL, parts of Sabah enter a two-week lockdown amid a COVID-19 surge during elections. So nearly a million people across Lahat, Datu, Tawau, Kunak, and Samporna have been banned from leaving and entry to those places prohibited. Businesses deemed to be non-essential were also ordered shut. Health authorities actually detected 1,195 infections in those districts from the start of the month, and in the past week, cases spiked from a single-digit daily increase to a record 640 new cases. And 98 cases were reported yesterday alone. And the death toll stands at 12. (gasps) Oh my god. But yeah, Yeah. so it's kind of different across the different states. And just because Malaysia is like our neighbor, it's hard to not feel like, oh my gosh, this is just... It's very distressing to just hear like in in different parts, we're seeing progress. In other parts, it's slowly going up again. What do we do?
0: Yeah, and I guess like because Sabah and Sarawak are sort of like in a different peninsula... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, maybe cases got there later, maybe, uh, treatments are a little bit different, maybe the quarantine, um, and lockdowns act differently. Um, so that, yeah, that could all be like factors in, in, you know, sort of the the sudden rise. A lot of the area is also super rural, um, Mm -hmm. which would also be, um, part of the, part of the issue, like, you know, the, um, access to, um, tests and, um, treatment.
1: Yeah, they also have these uh, videos of empty malls around Malaysia, like malls such as KLCC, Sunway Pyramid, New Central, and the Link. They were kind of mm. closed for disinfection over the weekend, but they kind of remained empty even after they reopened. And yeah, they are all these uh, all these videos uh, on social media circulated of these malls empty as heck. It looks like a ghost town. It's kind of scary, but I would want to shop now. You know, just seeing how empty it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like your the collective. Risk absolutely just the collective pain of singaporeans not being able to go to malaysia to go and buy something pump <laughs> petrol you know
0: <laughs> so true so true mm. yeah that's not going to happen in the foreseeable future i feel no well our top story of the week unfortunately is kind of a a grim one a sad one and it comes from thailand child abuse scenes spill from bangkok school as the owner dares officials to shut him down. Yeah, so um, a bunch of videos, clips have been exposed from a well-known Bangkok school, and in the latest one, a small child, not much larger than a toddler, uh, Mm. stands in front of a classroom, and a uniformed lady, one of the teachers, uh, grabs the child and slams uh, the child's head into the wall. Uh, really, really sort of like um, graphic imagery, um, and this is just the la- latest in a long line of like clips released from the Sarawaswetad Ratcha Ratchapruet School, um, and the president seems like completely unconcerned. He's like, "I'm not afraid if you shut down my school. Challenging authorities, I will sell the property and make even more profits." Um, yeah, so. The president, Pibun Yong Kamal, really, um, you know, he's, like, really sort of, like, adamant that, like, um, yeah, like, this is just normal in a in a private school and, like, um, children should be, you know, sorted when they uh, are not behaving well. So, yeah, it's really sort of, like, um, kind of a crazy case. And, and you know, th- this is just... The latest uh, video, there have been videos of children getting slapped in the head, uh, children's mm-hmm. hair being pulled. Um, yeah, just a lot of abuse. And, and he's sort of like allowed for it to happen. Um, a lot of the teachers, uh, some of the teachers anyway, has have been like sort of punished. But yeah, it, it's kind of a crazy, like kind of a crazy story that this is happening.
1: Yeah, in 2020 and like in the middle of the pandemic, this shit's happening, which also seems to be a common theme. Oh, God. That's really messed up.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think, like, um, the big thing is that, you know, he said that this is a private school, so they kind of run it and, and you know, they prioritize, like, tidiness, image. Um, yeah, and, like, you know, the abuse uh, essentially was, um, you know, part and parcel of, of everything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... And, and, yeah, he came out with a lot of, like, um, brazen remarks about... Um, the whole situation so really kind of a crummy um situation and hopefully like there are more investigations that take place and the children are taken care of
1: mm-hmm. i'm just like thinking what if i was the parent of this child i think i would have already kicked his face um in if like nobody else was gonna do something
0: what yeah gosh like yeah as a parent like what like you would just take the kid out like right away like you wouldn't yeah. even you know but but i think like you know um in a lot of parts in, in Thailand, especially, like, um, in, in these private schools, you know, a lot of news doesn't come out, you know, unless mm. unless it's, you know, something like this where it got leaked. Um,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so, unfortunately, like, yeah, let's just hope that the kids are safe and, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the right punishments are metered out.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, so our guest for this week is Jerry Asana Chinda. He is one half of the popular Thai YouTube channel Just Do It, and yeah, you might know them from their movie reviews and you know when they've got to interview celebrities such as The Rock, Paul Rudd, and even Brad Pitt. And just in their conversation with Brad Pitt, they got to ask him about Fight Club, directly disregarding the first and the second rules of Fight Club. But yeah, we get to talk to them about movies and yeah, just their recommendations from films from this year. Oh yeah, and we also talk to them about uh, upcoming films and what they've been up to, you know, since you know we've not been able to actually go to cinemas.
2: Hi, Jerry. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon, Singapore. Yeah. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Good. How
0: are you? Oh, Welcome to the show.
2: Awesome. Oh, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. Yeah. We're very excited to talk to you because
0: Summer and I are big movie nerds just like you. So <laughs> oh, very
2: excited. Kindred of souls, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I'm always excited to meet new like... Theme gigs and nerds, so this is gonna be good, I think. Yeah, I feel it too. <laughs> I do feel this, man. Too. So I guess for our
0: listeners who um, don't know much about your YouTube channel and how you guys started, like, how did you guys even meet? Like, how do you guys meet? Tell us, like, the, the your origin story. How
2: did it all happen? You know. Oh, okay. Just do it origin, right? Okay. Uh, me and Sam, we go way back about seven years because. We actually weren't classmates, actually. We met on a Twitter, Twitterverse, you know, it's called like a hashtag movie twit. You know, if you ever come across it, it's a very uh, famous Twitter hashtag in Thailand. If you want to review a film or anything about film, you just hashtag movie twit, And we met on that and yeah, we like made, every now and then and in press premier so we we found that we have this we talk the same language like nobody does at that time so we kind of like building our relationship based on movies and we like Star Wars we like James Bond so we kinda speak on the same like page all the time so it's like we they the the friends at the premieres the press they never seen any duos like us before. So they decided that, oh, these, these are guys that I'm going to counting on. Like, if you guys are reviewing a film, I'm going to listen to it. So, yeah, why not starting a podcast then? So, yeah, that's how the origin started. Yeah. yeah. The rest
1: uh, is history, as they say.
2: Yeah, the rest is <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. but yeah, So you did an article with us uh, on Coconuts Bangkok where, you know, you talked to our reporter, Chai Nid about your movie encounters. And it's just that, you know, the first thing people know about you guys is, would it be that you guys meet a lot of celebrities, would you say?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, We didn't expect it to go this far, actually. (laughs) Uh, We meet a lot of them, yes. And yeah, most of them are, you know, our childhood heroes, uh, uh, like Brad Pitt, and The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and I think the way we see it we didn't expect that to happen in the first time we did the, you know uh, if you have to go way back to about to 2015 and that is the first time that we decided to do a podcast about film and with champ uh, who are my best friends at the time and we decided to go to record a podcast about you know film that we really love and sometimes we hate <laughs> and just to express our opinions about it and you know people mm-hmm. grow fond of it and you know they started to have a, like a little community to like have a conversa- conversation about films and that is the very first goal that we have and now it's becoming like the bigger bigger and bigger and I think more than we can handle and that is yeah very very excellent
1: mm. Mm. i love it i i read that you guys started all of this um with the soundcloud kind of podcast and you guys were kind of hungover.
2: <laughs> oh yeah totally <laughs> yeah, you we story, were story. drunk we're totally drunk because uh on that day was like a press premiere for spectre uh the film mm. the james bond film which i really love because i'm a big james bond fan and we mm. It's a very polarizing movie, you know, at that time, Spectre, which was like uh, the fans are really liking it and the uh, general audiences are like, what the hell is this film? It's like so messy, so like it's a lackluster film, right? So I'm I'm in between because I'm a film goer too and also a big fan of James Bond. So we decided to have like a very straightforward conversation about this film. So what we do best is having a drink together every now and then at that time because we are like we're best pals right and uh we're hanging out talking about films a lot and yeah we decided that this time spectre is the thing that we have to talk about so yeah we go with it and we record it about one hour and a half half drunk half knowing like everything so we're doing, like, actually a, a, a longer version of what we do now. So it's like a facts and critique and uh, all sorts of stuff. And people seem to like it at that time. We, we dared them to do, like, if you listen the whole thing, I'm going to give you, like, something I can't remember. And it turns out that almost... 6,000 listening popped up in the morning after we uploaded it in about like uh, I think 11pm and then we woke up and we see those numbers going up, it's like 6,000 listening on SoundCloud, that's that's even possible on, on in Thailand, so it's like oh, that drunk tube nerds are really doing the right thing that time, so we we continue that path, yeah.
1: Mm, I see. It. I love it. It's just that, wow, it's just you're waking up and then you're not sure if you're still, you know, kind of drunk from last night, but <laughs> damn, there's yeah. 6,000 people! Ah!
2: Yeah, we were like six bottles of beer like oh, go okay. into that podcast. So we are fully un, you know unprotected by anything that our minds have been building up, yeah. <laughs> we're saying everything we're thinking that, that day, yeah. Yeah,
1: but yeah, Jerry, you are twenty-four years old, and Champ is twenty-six this year. Is that right?
2: I'm actually twenty-five right now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So and Tammy's twenty-seven, so it's two years apart. But we're not like using like, help. You know, the hierarchy of age. Anything. We just bros and pals. That's all. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah.
1: I guess is this your kind of full-time job with making YouTube videos?
2: Yeah. Uh, we went from like a hobby uh podcast was our hobby at first we do it for fun and as we collected more viewers and you know fans we started to think that soundcloud can't handle all these people so we need to switch to youtube so that we can you know have you know pictures images videos and also we are film students right and we love editing we love writing scripts so that's why we you know start doing a new style of you know our show which is the ones that you're seeing right now the the previews and reviews and anal- analysis of trailers that's also Sub stuff came up with our i think labor of love for films that we have over the years from since we were a little shot uh, little children and yeah uh, I see
1: yeah, yeah and, and these videos right they are very kind of for those who haven't seen them uh, you guys kind of do voiceovers and they're very well edited these videos where you go in depth into the movies mm. and yeah. I guess what is the favorite kind of video that you guys have done
2: oh ooh, there are lo- <laughs> there's lots of them uh, I have even have to say one uh, Actually, we love analyze things, right? So we have this kind of show called Get Do Yàng, or Trailer Breakdown, which we really like to do when the trailer releases, like Marvel movie, for example. If the uh, Avengers Endgame trailer coming out, we're going to do some like shot-to-shot breakdown to it, like, well, what this shot has, and what this shot means, like... Something like that, so we, 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 are, we are nerds, actually, we are geeks, so we, we love to pick out some little details about it and uh, just to show people like just to make people see a little deeper about that and yeah make them like have a little background of it before they uh, go into the film. yeah
1: mm. Mm. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And Jerry, yeah. since you talked about Marvel, I have to ask yeah. you, I have to put you on the spot right now, and I have to ask. <laughs> Who is your favorite Marvel character of all time?
2: <laughs> oh, it's obvious, man. Is Iron Man actually? Yeah, Iron Man. I, th- I think he, he has some resemblances with me. Um, I think first of all, he is very arrogant. In some ways, we have our we have our egos. I think, and uh, it's one of the you know traits that we have that brought us here today. We have our uh, I think confidence. If you have to put put it like that. Confidence and. Uh, sometimes, like, uh, kind-hearted, and, don't oh know, very, very uh, sometimes uh, open-minded, and sometimes very self-centered sometimes, so we're kind of in the middle of Iron Man. We're not rich, as rich as him, but <laughs> we would love to if Just Do It can take us there, but, yeah, Iron Man, he has a lot of cool gadgets and everything, and, yeah, I think... He's a boy's dream to be like... He, everybody wants to be an Iron Man. Yeah, right. To be that rich yes, and right. to be that, you know, tech savvy. Yeah, but yeah Of course,
0: play, playboy philanthropist billionaire. Yeah, playboy
2: Why not? philanthropist <laughs> who can, you know, bears everything on his shoulder. Yeah, that, that inspires me a lot. Yeah. So switch,
0: to switch gears a little bit, like, obviously, like, you know, you guys profile some of um, the biggest movies, trailers around. But Summer and I, and I think a lot of our listeners are big fans of Thai cinema. And especially, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound like a cliched nerd, but <laughs> the horror, horror films from yeah. Thailand, like, you know, they're, they're just one of a kind. Like, I think if you ask anyone, you know, and we've seen so many like horror movies and shows from the mm. U.S. and everywhere, yeah, it just doesn't seem as great or as um
2: engaging
0: a oh, nightmare.
2: I was bruised by Thai horror films. You know, I think my childhood was, you know, born in, in the middle of you know the rise of Thai horror films, right? I am scared of goes of some Cortez stuff so I am very, very bruised by watching those films because they are very picturesque, very very graphical, right? Uh such as, you know, uh Shutter have you guys ever seen Shutter and the Shutter? Yeah, the one that has been remade over over so many times. And you know, and uh, we have all sorts of horror stuff. That
0: you can you know count on, yeah, yeah. Nothing captures the the original though. Like for Shudder. I still I still watch that once in a while just to, uh. to scare myself. <laughs> I'm also like I I and I work with Ananda in different ways. Just a name drop a little bit, and Ooh. and he's a really cool guy, and and he still talks about like how much fun he had like making that film, so. Um, yeah I think the yeah. all the remakes were, ter- were terrible. Uh. Do you think that do you think that like um the reason for the style of like horror stories is because it kind I think part of it's obviously cultural but do you also think that Thai directors just have a voice um of like a voice in this genre of filmmaking? Cuz you mm-hmm. always I I tend to think that like a lot of Asian cinema um Asian horror is is a whole lot more, you know, like creepy. Yeah. And as as I know, <laughs> as uh, I know. Summer said, like mm-hmm. <laughs> nightmare-inducing. Yeah, man.
1: Not, nothing has scared me like more than Thai horror films. Like you guys win, okay? You guys win. Just take
2: the prize and run. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We 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 are all at best at at horror things. Yeah, and you know uh, we think. Cultural differences between the West and the East are the big difference that we have why horror films in, in uh, Southeast Asians especially are more like scarier than you know, all the parts of the world because we have very deeply rooted to our religion because you know you know Christian have their own versions of ghosts, right? But in Thailand we have hundreds of ghosts we have like that has been imagined by all those directors and you know uh, kids around the world uh, around Thailand that has been like a, a, myth, a myth tales of everything has been going on a lot in Thailand we love in super fish uh, uh, superstitious stuff that's why we have a lot of you know uh, creative ideas about it we like kind of twist ideas about uh, how the house of like Buddha has been very haunted, and how the temple has been a very ghost-ridden part of, you know, the places in any places, you know, temple is a very scary place for me, because I I hate temples, because they are a lot of dead people, and dead people have a lot of stuff, and uh, our parents have told a lot of uh, ghost stories about it, so that's why we have a lot of, like, Background on how to like scare us, you know I think the directors have find a lot of creative ways to do that, and I think most of them did quite great jobs in portraying you know those myths and tales about it, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I guess like this is the, this is the part where we put you on the spot, so if you <laughs> for had to oh, choose if you had to choose. Okay. if you had to if you had to choose like for our listeners like um, who who don't watch you know uh, like Thai cinema if you had to choose three films that they must watch and this can be any genre any genre but like um, three movies that you think are like must-sees like the the sort of like godfathers of Or the Star Wars, or whatever it might be, of of um, Thai cinema. Like you need to watch, you watch this movie, you understand Thailand, you understand Thai people, you understand Thai cinema.
2: Oh, there are uh, like hundreds of them. uh, I don't know which to pick. Um, uh, If you want to talk about uh, our current Thailand, I think Bad Genius is a good way, good example. You, you watched, watched Bad Genius, right? Yes, of course. So yeah. good, and it is like very well directed by uh, Nattawut pariya He is a very good uh, director. He has visions about Thailand and about educational system, and he did it in a very stylish ways that we could never seen on any Thai film nowadays. Because we, if you, if you were to say, uh, Thai films nowadays at you know at this year like a few years back has been very on a like all time low in in terms of quality because there are lots of comedies and like cheap horror films and Bad Genius is one of the films that you know exemplify and like to make people accentuate the quality of good Thai films, like what Thai film really is, what how good Thai filmmakers are mm-hmm. and Bad Genius is yeah, the one. And if you want to go way back, I think um, we have let me look up for the English name. We have we uh so soon let me see the English I, uh, Bang Dang Biles and Young Gangsters that is the film about Gangsters, yeah. We we rarely have films about gangsters, and uh, that film in nineteen ninety seven. I think that film changes uh, the whole film industry like forever because at that time, like today, Thai films were all time low. Like the films are very, were really like repetitive and boring, and people are starting. To looking for new kinds of film and gangster films are very very famous at that time like uh, good fellas have been coming out in those times and uh, Dang Bailes and Young Gangsters is very well directed and very well scripted by Nonsi Nimitbut he is a very good producer nowadays he, he, he's moving to producing films and and he's always behind the films that are, you know, very, like, quality centric and they are, like, I think uh, one the good films always come from this one, Non Si nimit Bụt, and An Song Si Kao Kao or Deng Ballets <laughs> and Young Gangster is, uh, his hallmark, his everything. Yeah. And if you want to uh, talk about another Thai film that, I would recommend you to watch I think uh, is I think you guys watched P Mark right they're the, the, the highest grossing film of all time yeah mm-hmm. I, the, I think that film has everything all, all kinds of entertainment all the bangs and the, everything about Thai blockbuster could be and mm-hmm. yeah and I think the there are so many reasons why it grows so much about yeah yeah and if you watch it you know why i recommend it yeah comedy <laughs> action drama romantic everything in that movie yeah. I, mean, one. Yeah.
0: yeah I think like uh yeah obviously like spending a lot of time in the states like i think my first um uh sort of foray into thai filmmaking as cliched unfortunately as it sounds was was on back. You know, there was such yeah. a huge, um, massive hit um, back in the day. I think Summer was still, well, both of you guys were still children. <laughs> oh, probably. yeah, very young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Okay, okay. okay.
2: okay. <laughs> tons of films that we could, like, recommend you. We could list, like, hundreds of them to you. But, yeah, if you yeah. were to pick three films, it's very, uh, very hard to pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know.
0: As, as a fellow film buff, like, if you asked me to pick, like, my favorite ten films, I would be like, nope, can't. I can't do it. Can't
2: do it. No, I can't. know. I mean, we have like we are. We're inspired by so many things in life, and films is one of the most things that I very heavily influenced by. And I think I, I'm being one. Uh, I'm being who I am today because of the films I watch. Not like ten films I watch, right? So it's like, uh, if were to pick ten films, I could pick, but. Not all of them can be ranked. No, I could pick number one, number two, number three. It's just like, all all of them is my like. Yeah, influence. Yeah,
0: they're all they're they're all part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. With um, uh, with regard to like, like Thai the Thai audience, um, mm. what type of movies are uh that come from overseas are the most successful in, in Thailand, and and why do you think that's the case?
2: Oh, uh. As I said, Thai people love super I guess, superstitious things and monsters and ghosts, right? Uh, I think one of the genres that are very, very like well-received in Thailand is monster film. I think every time when a Godzilla film hits, it's going to be like a huge opening week for us. It's like, uh, I, I don't know why we love that much about monsters, I think. I think everybody does we, everything everybody loves monsters i think and godzilla is one of the monsters that are very very you know the the long-standing franchise and thai people love it <laughs> and almost all kinds of monsters like crocodiles and sharks like the make and the the abyss everything about you know all the creatures things have been very well received because we, we would love to see something that is taking us away from reality as much as possible I think. Uh, that's why most of India films in Thailand haven't do well, done well in so many ways they haven't crossed very well and they have poorly received because of the pacing but if you're talking about monster film, there would Go right in and enjoy and would give good reviews that that yeah monster films yeah mm. what about singapore how what are the most like well-received films
0: yeah good question um yeah, i like
2: block just i feel like just blockbusters i feel like
0: that's that's always like a given um you know anything that's like loud and big <laughs> i i, I I think like we uh, like our local film industry tends to skew skew towards more uh, either extremely localized like slapstick type comedy uh, Mm -hmm. films or um, or like super like emo, (laughs) dark, like (laughs) indie indie films that that people not everyone connects with. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think like that's always a space which always which means that there's always a huge gap for. All these like blockbuster films coming in from the US and yeah but I think like a lot of Korean films and and I'm oh, sure yeah. like anytime time like a, a Thai film opens in Singapore I think that's huge fanfare as well
2: yeah I think Korean films have been very you know I think they're doing the right way I think they're doing the right thing I mean uh, Peninsula have you watched Peninsula the Peninsula is the highest grossing film highest opening since COVID happens, right? We gross about 50 yeah. million baht, like yeah. the whole program. And it's like, whoa, that is a Korean film that had, the mm-hmm. the, the only film that grossed that much, like the, the only Korean film that grossed that much was, you know, Train to Busan, I think. And I think, yeah, they, yeah, they love that kind of sequel. Mm. And Parasite yeah. has been doing well actually we i think the cultural like similarities makes like people can like relate to it i think uh parasite did a very surprisingly uh 10 million baht is which is very huge for like a film of that scale and yeah also uh marvel marvel films have been like standard like best opening weekend you know every country around the world so I'm not gonna mention about it (laughs) okay
0: yeah yeah Mm. Yeah. so I guess like I mean the other thing that we can uh, sort of um, talk about is that um, because of COVID-19 obviously the industries have been kind of affected a little bit Um, but the films are coming out slowly but surely so to put you on the spot again um, what are like what's your favorite movie so far of 2020 and what are you like kind of what is one film that you're really like sort of looking out for hmm. uh, favorite
2: film of 2020 right uh, let me see let me look up on my uh, letterbox first I have watched a lot of films <laughs> lately <laughs> Uh, yeah it doesn't have to be in the cinema it can be like it can be
0: just something that you just saw like on you know it could even be like Netflix or Amazon or anything
2: okay Uh, actually if you like the one of the latest films that I watch is a documentary film in Netflix it's like it's called The Social Dilemma have you watched it? yeah that one I think it, it has a lot of like dramatization but I think it shed lights on you know The world we're living in now, how scary it is, how, how intrusive the you know the governments, the corporations are, and how they dictate our lives, and that is very scary and good. It gave me goosebumps a lot of the time, most of the times, and yeah, I think uh, that is the first that I seen in in this week, and uh, if in 2020 give me a minute okay and Take your time. <laughs> look yeah. we know it's hot it's very hot <laughs> it's very very hard <laughs> yeah.
0: the funny thing is like, I don't think I've seen a lot of well I've definitely not seen any films in the cinema I don't think even at the start of the year I don't think I watched anything so a lot of the the films have been on a streaming platform Mm -hmm. um i would like to watch a movie in the cinema i'm still such a scaredy cat
2: though
1: same i'm like how often do you clean the seats i must know (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah i think uh movie theaters are among the safest places that you can be in thailand because they have like safety protocols ready they have like uh, uh you know the cleansing session like every time the movie rents. So, so i think that is the few if you were thinking about the places that you would like uh get covid 19 movie theater could be yes but the least i think even though there are a lot of people right but yeah i think thailand doing very really great on you know keeping numbers low i don't know if it's true or not Is <laughs> yeah i Tenet, yeah. Tenet is uh, the hero of who saved the cinema in uh, 2020, right? Uh, Tenet is uh, is a problematic film, but yet very bold and very well thought of by Christopher Nolan. Uh, you no, can, can expect, expect everything Nolany, everything that is very Nolan about it, if you like inception if you like how nolan messes with our minds how he confuses us with his convoluted plot i think tenet is the film that you would love and i too love because i think the more i watch it i watch it about uh three times now on imax and on, on normal cinemas and i can see all the differences about it and i i kind of appreciate it more In the first time it's like what is this film it is so convoluted it's so messy but us like at the second viewing the third viewing and it's like uh, it gets better and it, i know what he's doing but like not the the one at first then yeah, yeah. Mm. and thai film we have mother gamer if you heard about it uh mother gamer is a film about esports uh is the battle between mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the mother and his his son. His son is a pro esport player and he's kinda like he kinda looking up for himself, like he can make a lot of money by doing esport challenges, esport like you know tournaments and he gets money from it and his mother doesn't understand why he's doing it and try so hard to make him quit. Like so the mother enrolls for the esports team to get to fight right. with his son, <laughs> with her son. So it's very, very, you know, uh creative film and in terms of the script and the storytelling and the techniques that the film uses, I think it's very one of the few Thai films, uh for, I think a few years back that has very like uh has the courage to do something different and something that is so new to Thai cinemas yeah and it did quite really good but has been for as we all know something new is not always good for everyone right they will get back some backlashes it's so new i can't get it it's it's too hard to understand because of the techniques the the Style that he uses, he's is if I were to say, it's like uh, Scott Pilgrim, uh, meet like uh, Gamer. That that is the one. Yeah, he very very hard to watch for some people, but as a film course like me, I think it is very innovative film.
0: Mother yeah. Gamer actually sounds like something that I would really watch. That sounds like a cool
2: plot, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a very cool plot, and I think. This year, Thai films are on the like very, they're rising. I mean, and they they're on the right path, I think, because we have Pima Pinak, which is not a good film actually. So, some of the good film every once in a while would be good, and Mother Gamer is is the answer to it. Yeah, I I always like to ask
0: like film buffs um, this, like mm-hmm. what is one film. Let's call it Unpopular Opinion. What is one film that you think that you like that everyone else did not like?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Where to start? Um, Yeah. uh, Any film, like any year, anything. Uh, I think... Or it could be the other way, too. It could be the other way where, like, everyone loved it,
0: but but you hated it, you know?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Recently, I, I don't know if everyone agrees with me, it's Blade Runner 2049. Uh, I think the general audience kind of hate it, right? But I, I, as a you know, Blade Runner fan and also theme goers who sees the you know, trajectory of the, the industry, I think Blade Runner 2049 has a lot of quality and uh, things that are very brave in terms of the storytelling and everything from the production values. that is like a gigantic indie film. And it's like nobody will appreciate it for sure. But if you let the time, like, the time will tell if it's a good film or not. But, yeah, right now it would be bad for some people. But it is actually a good, very, very good film. Yeah. And... And the film that I hate but everybody loves is Joker. Joker, <laughs> Joker is the film that I hated the most last year. I gave it two and a half stars because you know I, I don't I don't like to rate things, but you know Joker I it has some qualities about you know uh, diversity and class clashing stuff that was very good in terms of message, but. Uh In terms of the style and the way Todd Phillips does with his films, I think it's very light. It's not that you know intense as the messages suggest, and it has a lot of good scenes, but it has to be separated to see as a good film the there as a whole you know the film as a whole is not it's not that good for me. it is well uh very well in terms of production and everything but in terms of storytelling and directing I am not I'm not so sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah everyone might not agree with me and might hate me for forever. Yeah. Yeah for Joker, yeah. That one. Sounds good. Um
0: yeah, I think like that's that's basically it from us. Like um you know, like obviously, we can keep on keep on like chatting oh, yeah. <laughs> about film forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a subject that, like, I think a lot of our view- uh, a lot of our viewers, a lot of our listeners will love. Um, but yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on, man. Like, um, I think it was very very insightful.
2: Cool, me too, man. I love like talking to you guys too. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Yeah, thank you, coconuts.
1: No, oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> and hopefully, like uh, we'll have you back on again with your other half, and we can maybe, maybe we can do a roundup of the year's films, like near the end of the year. <laughs> oh yeah, the best
2: films of the year. Would love the year. to, man. Count me in. Count me in. Yeah. Anytime. And, and and sort of make fun of all of them, or <laughs> or celebrate. Or tell If there are any films this year, I think it's gonna be a very limited list of films this year. I think it's less than twenty. If I were to say that that are the films that out came out this year. It's very not that it's like less than fifty. Yeah. That how bad the the industry is right now. Hopefully yeah. this just means
0: that like um there are a whole lot more films next year that we can enjoy.
2: The n- next year is gonna be I don't know the words, man, but it's going to be late, man. It's going to be the year of films for sure. You, you know, and Jerry
1: cost. are going to be so busy like next year. Yeah.
2: Just making up <laughs> oh, for this yeah. year. <laughs> totally, man. I'm going to be like, I'm gonna, I might not be able to sleep next year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> start sleeping this year. Go to sleep right now. Yeah. Just going to
2: start sleeping right now so that next year I would get like uh, sleep deprivation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll be worth it.
2: Could be worth it. Could it's be worth it. Oh, could Death be be by, mo- death sure. by a movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so thank you, man. Thank you, Jerry. Thank
0: you. Thank you for coming on.
1: That was fun. He seems such a fun guy, and he really knows his movies, man. Like, I don't actually know half of the movies that he's mentioned, but I will add them to the to watch list.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I love speaking uh, to people who are experts in film um, and movies, and just being like true fans. I think that's always like this authenticity Mm. that comes out of um, you know, like fans who become like you know uh, experts. I think there you can't hide. You can't like fake that. You can't fake it
1: yeah he's adorable you can tell that like, he's really passionate about uh, passionate about this stuff and like that conversation could have gone on forever
0: mm, absolutely yeah i can't wait for uh jerry and and champ to come back uh we'll do like a year year end movie review hopefully mm-hmm. and i think that that's is- about it summer that's that's all for this week That's Ooh. all for this week uh we have a great show next week we have a great guest uh we can't tease it yet, but we have a great guest and it's going to be an educational one. So that's all I got to say, like something that's going to change your life, change Whoa. your life and maybe maybe even change the world. That's all I got to say.
1: Heal the world. No, I'm not going to start saying it. I'll just stop right
0: there. <laughs> copyright, copyright, copyright. Ah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, thanks for listening. If you'd like to support Coconuts and our weird and wondrous stories, you can become a Coconuts member at coconuts.co slash membership. Make a patron payment at coconuts.co slash patron or buy our fresh merch at The Coconut Shop at shop.coconuts.co. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave reviews. Tell us how you feel and what you like and don't like. We're excited to hear from you.
0: The Coconuts Podcast delivers impactful, weird, and wondrous reporting by a journalist on the ground in eight cities. Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong, Manila, Jakarta, Kuala Lumpur, Yangon, and Bali. Listen to headline news and insightful interviews on matters large and small, designed for people located in or curious about Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. The Coconuts Podcast is a Coconuts Media production. Our hosts are Summer Lee and Vim Shanmugam. Our executive producer is Byron Perry. Our production manager is Clarissa Cortez. And our editor is Rainer Lim. Bye! Bye! Bye.